Hey there, folks. Welcome to Truth or a Thousand Words or Less. My name, as always, is uh, my name is Stephen Craig, and I am the host and author of Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us this and each and every Thursday. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a beautiful Thursday here in Colorado. Not a cloud in the sky. Sun's out. Uh, it's ski season. We're we're really happy to be here. But um, today's topic, I, I'm going to be. It's interesting. I, I wrote uh, this week's column about the uh, flack about uh, Bill Maher, and I'll get into that more in a moment. Um, but I wrote it before all of this stuff about uh, Whoopi Goldberg came in. So let me let me uh, take a step back uh, and explain a little bit of what I mean by that, and hopefully um, hopefully it'll all make sense in context. But in any case, uh, this week's column is about uh, about Bill Maher. And, and Bill Maher had, um, if you don't know who Bill Maher is, he's uh, the host of Real Time on HBO um, and uh, used to be the host for a show called Politically Incorrect on, I think it was ABC back in the day. I mean, he's been on HBO for quite a while now, very famous comedian, very well known and uh, and generally um, generally a liberal. Um and I guess that gets to the point of um, of today's today's discussion, um, and that is that uh, Bill Maher has uh, on a show uh, that aired now. I guess it's about uh, it's about two weeks ago today, but um, his show his show airs on Friday night. Um, so it was uh, you know thirteen days ago at this point. And uh, what happened was Bill Maher came out and suggested. Um, that he was in quote unquote, I think done with, um, done with, uh, COVID and that, uh, he doesn't want to live in a paranoid world. And, um, that he, uh, thinks that, uh, at some point or another, um, that this has become a quote unquote, um, uh, an epidemic of the unvaccinated. Um, and, uh, and had suggested that, uh, some of the, protocols that we have in place at this point have um have perhaps gone a bit too far and that of course doesn't necessarily um align itself with uh with the the political uh roles that have sort the sort of political camps that have been set up around this issue as well as everything else in our society um and how how covid itself has become politicized i don't even i don't even understand how that's possible we're talking about our response to a disease. Now, I want to be really clear here. Um, this is not Joe Rogan, okay? This is not spreading misinformation. Um, at no point did Bill Maher come out and suggest that he was against vaccines. At no point did he suggest that he didn't think COVID was real or that it re- required um, or merited uh, some sort of uh, government response, especially in the initial stages. What he was suggesting was that um, was that the continued... Uh, use of um, of shutting things down, and again, we're not back like in our homes or anything like that. Like in the early days of uh, you know the you know summer, <laughs> like the spring of 2020. Um, but the you know this idea of um, masked going out uh, if you're vaccinated, um, and you're going into uh, you know we're we're sitting there still um, you know taking people's temperatures before they go into things and. And requiring masks in certain situations, um, 
And I think schools might be different here. Bill Maher does not have children. Uh, I think he's talking more about places like grocery stores, et cetera. Um, I think schools, uh, whether one way or another, um, I think schools do uh, are a somewhat different setting in that you're talking about um, uh, young people um, in a very tight situation, spending a significant amount of time with each other, like hours at a time, as compared to um, just sort of coming and going, like in a grocery store or something like that. Um, and you're talking about a situation where people have to go as compared to somebody, somebody like a concert where you have an elective choice to go. And, um, and to be perfectly honest, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with Bill Maher or, or the comments that he said. Um, but I want to be really clear that he didn't say anything that was quote unquote factually inaccurate. He gave an opinion and there's a really big line between those two things. Um, he gave an opinion about his his thoughts that perhaps we are continuing to uh, that the response continued response to COVID is a bit over the top, and that's that's where we have to start off with today. This isn't there. We have to draw a real fine line um, between the whole deal about what's going on in on Spotify with um, with Joe Rogan, where a number of uh, a number of musicians including people like neil young and by the way for those of you out there trying to suggest that neil young's a hypocrite by using the song lyrics of rocking in the free world against him and saying that it's it's ironic uh, why don't you listen to the actual song like instead of just reading the title this is this is the whole the whole thing about the right is that they they can't be bothered to read <laughs> it's it's fucking true though i'm sorry but the it's honest to God, like they just, they don't even bother to read anything anymore. They just read a headline because they're, to be honest, a lot of the folks on that side of the political aisle are too ignorant to bother to actually read something. And that includes apparently song lyrics, because if you, if you actually listen to the song lyrics of Rockin' in the Free World, it actually supports exactly what um, Neil Young is doing in regards to Joe Rogan. Um, but in any case, uh, Joe Rogan, uh, the reason that some people have had a significant response to him is that he has brought on guests like Alex Jones, who is denied that things like Sandy Hook happened. Um, that Joe Rogan has spread um, real misinformation, like that somehow or another Iver ivermectin um, is, uh, is in fact uh, a re reasonable cure for COVID, even though there's zero scientific evidence that that's true. He has spread genuine falsehoods and that's that's a difference there is a difference between spread having an opinion that somebody may or may not agree with and wanting to cancel that as compared to i'm going to um i'm going to go about uh canceling somebody because i disagree with uh an opinion versus actual spreading of misinformation those are two that's a that you might say that's a thin line it's really not Right. We, we should have been taught in school, like early on in school, the difference between a fact and an opinion. And there's a difference between somebody who is spreading willful misinformation, uh, claiming facts that aren't true versus somebody who has an opinion that you might disagree with. At no point did Bill Maher say anything that was factually inaccurate. He said things that he thought that you might disagree with. And it led a number of people on the left, including Whoopi Goldberg, who I will come back with and come back to in a moment, 
uh, to suggest that I think Whoopi Goldberg's comment was, uh, how dare you? Um, he dares to because he, how, seriously, how dare you have an opinion? How, how do we start saying that? How dare you? How dare you have an opinion that's different than mine? And this, um, I am very much, if you listen to this show on a regular basis, I think you kind of know where I stand politically as a general whole. I generally align myself with the, with the left. Um, but this issue of cancel culture in particular, I don't. I, I, I think that it has become um, one of our true weaknesses as a society. The whole notion that, um, that this country was founded on was a freedom of ideas. The freedom to disagree with each other and to have a discussion about it. And, and if you don't like what they, somebody has to say, it's, we got to get past the idea of they should be taken off the air or they should, be, um, they should be fired or they need to be suspended or whatever it is, they need to be canceled because they don't agree with you. How about if you have a better argument, if you think they're full of shit, how about you, how about you spend your time instead of trying to get them canceled and trying to silence that voice? How about you spend your time articulating why you disagree and convincing people that the person you want to cancel is wrong? How about you let the veracity of your opinion stand on its own merits rather than trying to silence the other side? In a free, open society, uh, and that word freedom gets thrown around a lot these days, uh, in a free and open society... We're able to have a discussion about things that we disagree disagree with. Um, losing that as a society is really dangerous. And, and by the way, the um, this is why we need to think for ourselves and not to align ourselves with either political camp, whether it be left or right. That the fact that we're starting to get entrenched into these camps is really, really abhorrent. Uh, take, for example, on the right side, uh, who I, I generally agree with, to be honest. I, I am far... I, I am very far, as you could hear from my earlier comments about people on the right. Uh, I am far from somebody who uh, aligns myself with conservatives, but I do agree with uh, a lot of what they had to say about cancel culture and um, and how dangerous it is for our society. Um, but at the same time, these are the same people who are banning books in like a book like Mouse. Uh, M-A-U-S spelled if you, and if you don't know it it's a Holocaust book um, graphic novel that is incredibly impactful as somebody who taught a course on the Holocaust uh, and whose great grandfather died in the Holocaust um, I think reading things like that are incredibly important and uh, and so trying to uh, these same folks that want to uh, are worried about canceling Dr. Seuss and, uh, and Mr. Potato Head at the same time are sitting there cancel like literally what is what is banning a book other than canceling it i mean that's even uh, to me a hundred times worse although i i don't like any of it we gotta get past this idea that if we don't agree with something that we silence it now that, that again that's a fine line between silencing misinformation we also we have to really as a society distinguish between um people uh people espousing purported facts that are untrue and people suggesting opinions uh, that we disagree with. We have to allow for an open discussion of ideas, even the ones that we disagree with. 
But we also have to start to crack down on people, giving people a forum to spread misinformation and, and blatant lies, things where they purport to be facts and don't. And that line has to be something that we are um, that we are more mindful of. Now, on the other side of all this, of course, uh, I said that I would allude to the fact that when I wrote this column, um, what, the whole Whoopi Goldberg thing hadn't come out. And of course, uh, this week, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, <laughs> had a friend of mine write to me and was like, hey, did you see what... Um, uh, the thing about Whoopi Goldberg, and I, I thought that they were referring to what Whoopi Goldberg had said about Bill Maher, and I was like, oh, you should read this week's column, and then I, I went and did the research and found out that, of course, Whoopi Goldberg had her own scandal, and and Whoopi Goldberg, being uh, a leftist as a general whole, um, has uh, generally, um, you know, here she was trying to cancel Bill Maher, um, and uh, and shout, out, shout down or silence uh, ideas that she disagreed with, and found herself... <laughs> the object of cancel culture this week. Um, and uh, my friend, I think, wanted me to be on the side of, um, and, and you know I love you, Sally. So, um, but I think uh, my friend wanted me to, um, wanted me to be on the side of, of being, that you know, Whoopi should be suspended. And what she said was awful. And, and what Whoopi said was that uh, the Holocaust uh, was not a matter of race. And, um <laughs> And it's it's a, a really ignorant point of view. Uh, it suggests that race has only to do with the color of your skin. Um, and if you understand, um, my girlfriend and I talked about this um, the other night. Uh, her thought was that may you know how is you know how is you know isn't Judaism a religion? And I was like, yeah, but Hitler didn't care whether or not you were a practicing Jew or not. <laughs> he didn't you, know, you could have you, you know you could have uh gone to you know to uh to mass catholic mass every day of the week for the past 50 years um but if your heritage was one eighth um hebrew and, and i think that's the distinction there actually um one that i often made in my holocaust classes judaism a religion is a religion hebrew is more of an ethnicity and um and so really, um, the fact is, is that these people were um, signaled out, singled out uh, under the um, Nazi regime, regime and, um, and murdered. Mass genocide based upon what their genetic component was. Something that, that was true and inherent to their being from birth. Something that they were unable to change. That's, that's what race is. But of course, Whoopi Goldberg only saw it through the prism of color, which is her own experience of racism, a really self-centered, um, myopic view of, of what constitutes race and racism. And so um, to suggest that the Holocaust wasn't about race is wholly ignorant. And yet I'm not for canceling her. I don't think she should have been suspended. I think the producers of the show should have said, yeah, I think you should utter an apology and become more educated about the issue because that opinion, you're on an opinion show and your opinion is, is wildly misinformed. We'd just like to get, like to get you uh, more facts, information, not change, and let, let, and let Whoopi decide what does or doesn't change her opinion. Um, but to tell people that they have to alter their opinions uh, in order to continue to maintain their jobs or to um, to continue to have the the um, forum for articulating those thoughts uh, that they have, I think is really a 
dangerous, dangerous road to start going down. Um, and so cancel culture continues to be an issue that I, um, that I write about, that I, um, that I do find myself more aligned with, uh, I guess, uh, with the right. But um, this is why being in camps, political camps, is so dangerous. We should be thinking for ourselves on each and every issue. And just because Bill Maher doesn't agree with the quote-unquote liberal agenda on this one, doesn't make him not a liberal or somebody that needs to be canceled. We should say, you know what? I generally like Bill Maher's opinions, but I disagree with him on this one. And that's okay. And so with that, I bring you this week's column, How Liberal is Liberal Enough? Unfortunately, I do not have a subscription for HBO. Oh, I've been told countless times just what a mistake I am making by failing to do so, as I am informed of show after show that my friends and colleagues are convinced I would appreciate. But to be perfectly honest, I don't wa- like watching that much television anyways, and when I gave Game of Thrones a try, Game of Thrones a try a few years back, I ended up squeamishly crying myself to sleep after only 10 short but agonizing myth- minutes of horrific violence. And yeah, I know I know the show got much much worse. <laughs> I knew knew after the first 10 minutes it wasn't for me. Needless to say, I have opted to eschew The Sopranos. But I must admit that I have always been big fans of John Oliver and Bill Maher. Fortunately for me, Real Time with Bill Maher is available for free in podcast format. And and if you didn't know that, check it out. And HBO does a free weekend just often enough to let me binge watch all the episodes I haven't seen yet of last week uh, tonight with John Oliver. I often end up listening to Bill Maher while I'm riding my bike, and I find his humor to be edgy and poignant. I don't always agree with him or his guests, but that's exactly the point. A point liberals seem to be missing these days. We don't always have to agree. Just this past week, Maher has been barraged by Whoopi Goldberg, amongst others on the left, for what she labeled as his flippant remarks on the current COVID situation. Those comments, to be specific, were as follows. I don't want to live in your paranoid world anymore, your masked paranoid world. You go out, it's silly now. You know you have to, uh, you know you have, to have your mask. You have to have a card. You have to have a booster. They scan your head like you're a cashier and I'm a bunch of bananas. I'm not bananas, you are. Airing a frustration many Americans are beginning to echo as we now embark on a third year of COVID protocols, even as a majority of Americans have been fully vaccinated, Marr went on to explain, some people can't help that they're not in good health. We should, of course, protect the vulnerable, but it was mostly a disease of the very old, which every disease is a threat to, and people who have comorbidities, which mostly is due to lifestyle. Now, I'm not saying they deserve to die. Don't twist my words, please. I'm just saying that is a lifestyle, you know? So the fact that America, the medical established, never even attempted to get people to live a healthier lifestyle as a response to this pandemic is a giant scandal to me. Now, that is an opinion. I understand from Bill Maher's perspective of what it feels like. I also, uh, a while back, wrote a column about um, obesity and about uh, about the use of shame in regards to obesity. And uh, yeah, the backlash was horrendous. So um, so just what has Mars said, even though he is generally a champion of the liberal agenda, 
that now has him on the verge of excommunication from the holier-than-thou ministry of the left. And I want to be clear about this, by the way. I don't think that most people who actually consider themselves to be mm, more uh, leaning more Democratic than Republican necessarily are this. It's that they, this far-left, right, the, the far-left agenda um, that, uh, that pushes this idea of wokeism um, so far, and I, and I believe in I believe in the cause. I just don't believe in the um, the tactics used. I believe in everything that wokeism stands for, except for the tactics used to enforce it and to cancel people who don't agree with them. And that's the distinction that I think liberals don't get. In any case, back to the column. Marr was intentional in highlighting that he was in no way minimizing or invalidating the 860,000 deaths due to COVID. But his statement about comorbidities playing a significant role in the majority of those deaths is absolutely factual. True to point, 60% of COVID deaths have also been tied to some form of comorbidity, with old age leading the way and being trailed by obesity and smoking. In fact, 80% of COVID deaths have occurred in people over the age of 65. Meanwhile, even though 64% of the U.S. population has been fully vaccinated and 77% have had at least one dose, 81% of current COVID deaths are among the unvaccinated. And while the Omicron variant certainly has spread like wildfire, it has proven to be much milder in most cases, especially in people who have been fully vaccinated. In other words, the data bears out exactly what Marr was suggesting, that thanks to the vaccines rolled out earlier this year, this has largely become an epidemic for the old, obese, or unvaccinated. That by no means invalidates or takes away the sorrow of those passings. But it might be understood if someone that does not fall into one of those categories might want to start getting back to normal life after two full years of this. After all, that is why most of us, including Mar, decided to get vaccinated in the first place so that we could go back to seeing our friends and families and interacting with the world again without needing to wear a mask everywhere we go. At no point did he suggest that vaccines were not a good idea or that we should push back against scientific data confirming their efficacy. In fact, his whole point was that it was exactly the efficacy of the vaccines that should be allowing us to get back to something closer to normal, especially given the mounting evidence of the significant toll that prolonged COVID protocols are having on our mental and physical well-being. And by the way, there's tons of evidence out there about um, about just what kind of toll um, all of this is taking uh, having on our mental well-being. Marr was simply expressing his frustrations, a point of view that did not fall squarely within the prescribed liberal talking points on the matter, and the liberal lynch mob jumped all over him. Now, first of all, let's remember that Marr is, first and foremost, a comedian. Probably probably true for me, too, but whatever. His job, by its very nature, is to be flippant. If you turned in to listen to stoic political commentary, you are watching the wrong show. But what I have always appreciated about Marr is that rather than adhering to the tribal allegiance of the liberal agenda, he speaks his own mind. As one who generally subscribes to most of the ideas and underpinnings of progressive thought, I often find myself disagreeing with him. But since that when has that become an unredeemable sin? Since when have we, the side of the political aisle that is supposed to support and endorse free thinking, become so close-minded 
that we feel the need to banish and exile all those who stray, even remotely, from the rutted, well-established path of purported liberal ideology. Oh yeah, when wokeism started. Bill Maher has spoken out on this topic as well, centered as it is in the cancel culture that has ravaged American intellectualism. No longer are we allowed to differ on any issue and maintain our liberal name tag. Even someone whose liberal street cred should be as verifiable as anyone out there in media today can be turned upon by the pitchforks of a liberal lynch mob just waiting to get their hands on those who beg to differ. And it is just that mean girl's holier-than-thou and everybody else aspect of wokeism that sends middle-of-the-road folks running to the right. Liberals, and that's where I get to this point of, I agree with what wokeism, that every aspect philosophically of what wokeism is about, except its tactics, except its unwillingness to hear a different perspective. Liberals should have the high moral ground, but it is shit like this that pisses off the very centrists we need to win elections and get them to vote for Trump and his ilk. Bill Maher is no Joe Rogan or Fox News spreading false information and deliberately misleading propaganda. He is a dude who has an opinion, and he had the unmitigated temerity to voice it. Back in the day, oh, say 10 years ago, that didn't used to be a crime. Apparently, now it is. After writing this, I'm guessing that I'll be next. Well, you know, hopefully I won't be because... That would, that would suck. <laughs> but uh, hopefully all of you will uh, will tune back in next week uh, and listen um, after all that. But uh, as I said, you know, we at this point, um, it's really become, um, it, it really has become a point where um, we should be able to disagree with each other and have different points of view. Um, and I'm, I'm all for... Um, the ideologies that stand behind um, a lot, as I said, almost all of liberal and progressive thought, um, except for the idea that we should cancel um, and silence voices that disagree. That's not the way to get people on board with us. We should understand that, um, that it is through free speech and through the ability to express contrary opinions that we inevitably are, are, are able to um, win people over to our sides rather than trying to force them there. In any case, folks, uh, hopefully I won't be uh, hopefully I won't be canceled after this one, and uh, hopefully you'll come back and listen next week. I am uh, I'm Stephen Craig, and uh, as y'all well know, I'm the host and author of Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. I'm here each and every Thursday, spewing more and more bullshit. And, uh, and hopefully you're here to listen. Uh, hope to see you next Thursday, folks. Until then, have a great, have a great, great week. Uh, I'm out of here. Peace out, y'all. Thanks, John, man. Okay.